0: Hey, this is ultra runner Michael McLean.
1: Hey, this is Alex Maycock. Hey, this is Brittany Jackson.
0: You're listening to Trail Tales, a running podcast with Sean Sobon. Run wild.
1: Welcome once again to Trail Tales, ARP, a running podcast. This is Sean Sobon. And before we get on to today's interview, I just want to focus our thoughts and our attention across the pond to the United Kingdom. Our good friend, Andy Hood, um, Could use some good vibes going his way. He just came out of an operation recently and uh, he's held up from running. I believe he's going to be A-OK. Andy is one of the founders of Miles of Motivation. He's been on the show with his son Finton before. Andy, if you're listening, man, we wish you well. We hope you're having a speedy recovery. I know you're surrounded by your family that loves you very much. And you've also got uh, all of your Miles of Motivation friends Uh, cheering you on and putting in some miles for you so Andy get well soon hope to talk to you soon let's get on with the interview everybody run wild except for you Andy you gotta rest then you can run wild from the trails to the road to the track if it's running you'll find it right here on Trail Tales ARP run wild Today I have a Miles of Motivation legend, Alex Rose, with me on the <laughs> podcast today. Uh, he's currently in the great state of West Virginia. Alex, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on here and be able to speak with you.
0: Thanks so much, Sean. Love being here.
1: I had uh, Andy and his son Finton on the show a little while back, and we talked about kind of their journey and, and what finton has been going through and, and his running journey and everything. And um, a little while back, you had posted a before and after photo of yourself you know, in pertaining to your running journey. And I thought, man, I got to get you on the show here. And uh, before we get into all of that, why don't you give us a brief introduction on yourself, Alex?
0: I am originally from West Virginia. I moved to Florida in the early 90s, been down there since. Right now I'm in West Virginia, just uh, seeing some family. I have clients up here. Um, so getting a little cooler running in. I started my running journey. I was never really a runner growing up. I was never too much of an athlete at all. Um, play a little football in high school, but that was really about it. My backstory is more, I got unhealthy over the years, getting older and older. And I got to the point where where I I was in a bad place and I needed to do something to to correct it. And I didn't know what to do. And I started walking, (laughs) walking with these activity trackers. And that was my first thing was getting 10,000 steps a day. So that's sort of how my journey started.
1: You know, the story's not super uncommon and I found myself in the same situation as you, whereas I was never really a runner growing up. Like sure I did, you know, like like sprinting events and some track stuff in school. And then uh I was I was relatively active and then like, like you just said, you kind of get a little bit older, life catches up to you, and you you look in the mirror and you're like, Who is this guy looking at me? I'm unhealthy, I may have high blood pressure, cholesterol, whatever those things are, right? Like you gotta yeah. do something about it. You you have a choice. You either don't do anything about it and get worse, or you you do something about it, right? And it sounds like you made the choice to kind of do something. And as they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. And sometimes it takes baby steps. So from from using just little tracking apps and counting your steps, and then kind of transitioning into running, how how long did that kind of transition take you? And when you first started running, Alex, as as a new runner, did you just kind of Put some shoes on and go for a run or did you kind of like look up research or training plans or how did how did uh, you go about that
0: it just sort of morphed into it because what happened was in 2017 is whenever my health went completely upside down and i had to start doing something mm-hmm. um so is that it goes back to that 10,000 steps a day and i call that a streak now that's my most that's my that's the biggest streak that i love to to hold on to and i'm most proud of but back in 2017, I was very unhealthy, and I had to do something. I started those. I started walking. Basically, um what I figured out was, I got done walking. I did a two or three mile walk, and that wasn't nearly 10,000 steps. And then I went and sat in a desk all day long, working. And it just, I had to do something. So then I just sort of changed it. I started doing probably more jogging, walking intervals you know, and no special shoes, no training, no, nothing, no, not knowing what I'm doing at all. Just run until I'm completely out of breath and then walk and try to catch my breath and just repeat over and over again and try to do, you know, a couple miles of that and a couple mile walk just to get close to that 10,000 for the day. So that's sort of how it all started.
1: Okay. So, I mean, it sounds like you, you really made this a priority in your life because, you know, you go for your walks and then, like you said, you're at a desk all day and then you're like, I got to get my steps in. So jogging and walking kind of i guess it takes a little bit less time than just walking a so a little bit more time efficient in that regard um but you know they do they do say there's a new phrase i've heard now uh it's been around for a few years now anyways is sitting is the new smoking (laughs) in terms of in terms of what it does for your health right so getting up and moving no matter no matter what you do is so important so i want to ask so you i mean you've lost a ton of weight um and you know you sent me that picture and i'll be posting that on instagram uh shortly when we uh, when I go to promote uh, our show here. Um, But how, how much did you weigh at the beginning of your journey? And where are you at now?
0: Well, at, at the time I was terrified of the scale. I got put in the hospital. She told me what the weight was. I refused to even listen. I plugged my ears because I didn't want to hear it, but I know it was well over 310. Oh, wow. um, <clears throat> so that was, that was probably about, the, and I know I probably put on a couple pounds after that because I sort of went into a little bit of a depression about where I was and didn't know how to get out of the funk. Um, yeah. So somewhere over 310, uh, it took, it probably by the time I got to, and that was June of 2017, and then late in 2018 is probably where I, where I got to, the way I'm at now is right around 195-ish, okay. and that's sort of a comfortable weight for me um, to get here to there. I, I went on, I didn't go on a diet per se. I just, what, what they call eating clean. I shopped the perimeters of a grocery store. Um, just try to eat salads, vegetables, lean proteins, um, and and start count counting calories and making sure I did that. And I put myself on it was, it was pretty rigid about a twelve hundred calorie per day diet. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know I didn't really eat diet food or go on diet plans. I just ate ate clean. Um, <clears throat> tried to track calories, and it took about fourteen months to get there.
1: Okay. And it, I mean, pretty good strategies there. And I think the strategies you're talking about are are pretty sustainable in terms of the habits, I guess, if you will, for shopping at the grocery store, right? Like going around the, the, the perimeter of the store where kind of all the healthier stuff is and kind of avoiding the middle aisles and things like that, where you'll find your snack foods, your chips and all, you know, all that stuff, Def, definitely a good strategy. And like you said, you don't have to adhere to some sort of fad diet or anything like that. It's just making a few different choices. And then again, you know there's that saying that you can't outrun a bad diet so by <laughs> <laughs> by being conscientious mm-hmm. of of your calorie uh, your caloric intake too um that that's definitely a really good strategy because you know if you want to lose weight you should definitely be in some sort of calorie deficit you know and with your exercise and then maybe limiting your your foods it's it's a it's a great strategy and i think it's definitely something that uh sets you up for success right rather than you know, there's there's a lot of people talking about now, like, you know, these keto diets, we're not eating any carbs, you're really kind of restricted to your foods. And, you know, I've, I've, I've done those in the past too, and they really do work great. But in my experience, and, and a lot of other people's experience that I've talked to, it's not a sustainable way of living. So your approach, I think, is, is really great and balanced because you're not cutting out any foods, maybe a little bit of portion control here and there, um, and just being cognizant of your calories. And and here you are now, man, you've lost, the, lost a ton of weight and feeling good, eh?
0: Yeah. And I've kept it off. Like I said, that was 2018. And here we are, almost three years later that I've been able to maintain that. So I mean, exactly what you're saying.
1: Yeah. So when you got down to kind of a weight that you were happy with, did you adjust your caloric intake to kind of find like a happy medium where you can have just kind of that maintenance level so you're not dropping any more weight or putting on weight?
0: Well, over that year, my running improved, increased the mileage, increased the the joy of running. I found the joy of, you know, I started the running and it was, it was, it was a chore. It was a task. It was something I had to do. Granted, I felt better every day because I got up and did it. But somewhere through that year, I fell in love with the sport of running. So I started running more. I, I started concentrating on some techniques, looking at my footfalls, becoming a better runner. So I ran more. So obviously I burned more calories um i at that point in time i wasn't so concerned about my caloric intake every day i allowed myself to eat a little more i was just always conscious of i still stay away from the scale because i think they're evil evil <laughs> monsters but um <laughs> but you you can really tell from the clothes you wear they start getting a little tight then you've probably done something wrong that week um so <laughs> it's just it's as simple as that so so by increasing my calorie burn i increased my my caloric intake as well. So I just, I just found that balance with, with the lifestyle.
1: Yeah. I, I, again, Alex, I think you kind of found, you know, the best strategy to to go about this because, you know, if, if people are online and they're looking for strategies to lose weight and stuff, it can be very confusing and you're not sure which strategy, which technique to do, but it sounds like you've kind of had like this inherent ability to kind of just kind of figure things out. You listen to your body and, you know, practice a little bit of discipline and success is, is the end result, which is fantastic. So, um, can you share with us a little bit more of the health benefits that you've experienced since you started running? So definitely the weight loss is, is huge. Uh, what other fringe benefits did you notice with that in terms of like, you know, were you on any medications at that time? Did you, did your blood pressure get affected? Those types of things.
0: Yeah, back in 2017, in April 2017, I got put in a hospital. Um, I sort of lost consciousness, coherency, um, took me to the hospital with suspected stroke at that point in time, my blood pressure was spiked, I wasn't on any kind of meds. Yeah, it was very scary. It sort of set me straight at that juncture. so, at that point in time, I had to reassess I was a smoker I didn't take care of my diet. I went to the bar every night. all the bad habits for someone in their you know late thirties, early forties, you know, trying to <laughs> <laughs> you just you, you got to change it's something you can't do what you did when you were twenty for the rest of your life. It doesn't work, yeah, so at that point in time, they put me on the blood pressure medications um <clears throat> you know, it really scared you about the stroke. They diagnosed me as pre-diabetic, not diabetic at that point in time, but told me if I kept up this current lifestyle, that it was going to be a problem. And I was going to be doing the insulin, you know, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what really turned me around and, and got me on this journey. Um, at this juncture, I'm completely off all the meds. Um, Back then, I couldn't get out of bed without it hurting. <laughs> I mean, it just hurt to walk because I was carrying so much weight. Everything just was was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable in my own skin, mentally and physically. Um, <clears throat> so, <laughs> I mean, the beginning of the running journey, definitely there was some, some uncomfort because developing the muscles hurt, but it was a different kind of hurt. And it was a good hurt. Okay. there's a good burn you know now today i i don't hurt at all you know i i i am better stronger than i've been probably since i was 17 18 years old so i mean those are the benefits no more meds completely off of everything i feel as good as i ever have running keeps me mentally sound and strong i mean i it's it's just the journey that i've loved and embraced
1: Oh, that's great! <laughs> you kind of hit the nail on the head, eh? When we're younger, we kind of uh, take our youth for granted, and we kind of abuse ourselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you don't really see the effects of it until later on in life. And then, uh, isn't it, isn't it something though, where you can kind of make the choice to turn things around? And then, you know, being being into your forties now, it's like I'm in the best shape I've, I've ever been in since I was since I was seventeen. You know, and and that's uh, that's a true testament to what kind of what it does when you take care of your body and you know, not abuse it. Right.
0: Absolutely.
1: So you did touch a little bit on too, when you, so when you had that, you know, pretty scary um, situation there in the hospital, not knowing whether you had a stroke, you're on the, you're on the brink of, you know, being diagnosed as a diabetic and, and uh, those things come with all sorts of other problems too. Like, you know, other cardiovascular disease and, and all this other, just, you know, scary stuff. So that kind of spiraled you a little bit into a bit of like a, a mental funk, like you were saying, you know, and then you started moving. So how did did you overcome kind of that mental funk? Because I I think we can all experience, being human, we all kind of get into funks and, and experience some sort of lows, low points. And I know for myself, sometimes when I'm feeling low, I know that the best thing for me to do is probably to get out the front door, put on my shoes and go for a run, and I'll feel better. But those few steps to get out that door sometimes can seem like a huge mountain to climb, and and you kind of have to overcome that. So, where did you find yourself in terms of that, and how you motivated yourself to to keep moving and going forward?
0: That's about the toughest question people ask me that all the time. How how did you, how do you, how do you do it? How did yeah. you find the motivation? It's it's very. I mean, it just literally just scared the bejesus out of me being in a hospital. I'm not a big fan of hospitals, not a big fan of doctors. So that's a motivator. I don't have to go back there and do that. But to do it every day, I I don't know the magic. sauce. I don't know the magic recipe. I don't know the magic sauce. It's just something that that burned in my soul that I knew I had to get up and do. And I'm an early morning guy because I feel like if I start if you start your day right and you do something and you do it right, then it builds throughout the day. And I think if, if I don't do it early, then I'm going to go down a wrong path. So I'm going to get up, get out of bed. Don't think about it. That's what I tell everyone. Just don't think. Don't think about the weather. Don't think about how you feel. Just put on your shoes and go. Because if you start thinking about it, you're going to find an excuse. That's my personal journey and my thoughts on it for sure. But uh, So I tell everyone, don't think, just go.
1: Oh i can cer- i can certainly relate to that my man it's 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 one of those things you're right you're absolutely right you think about it and then all of a sudden it's easy to find an excuse as to why you're not gonna do it so mm-hmm. i've never I've never heard it put i've never heard it put into those words before, but that's that's right there, man that is the answer don't think just do it um and yeah it works so you know let's talk a little bit about if i'm if I'm correct here you're on a streak are you not like you do you take days off or have you been just kind of accumulating the streak
0: no i don't i don't take any days off unfortunately <laughs> i know some coaches will absolutely hate this but you know once again i'm not i'm not a huge event guy you know i've done some events in, in in my life i don't i'm not training for a half i'm not training for a marathon i i just i run for life not for an event and i see a total disparagement and different people do it for different reasons sure. so don't take days off and I have a couple different streaks going on first I talked about that 10,000 steps a day streak just making sure I get up and I go every day that's pretty easy to hit these days based on the amount of running I'm doing but you know that one started in June uh June 17th 2017 so I'm on like day 1480 I've always got 10,000 steps a day right my run streak that is at least getting up and running one day one running one mile a day that one started in in late two thousand eighteen in September, and I'm just past a thousand on that, so i'm a thousand eighteen days of at least getting a mile a day.
1: congratulations so, that's that's a good yeah. streak
0: no days yeah it's it's just it's something I do for it, it mentally it it just gets me up in the morning, it gets me going, and it says I did something, and let's move on to the next task
1: yeah. so no, I hear you i think I think you know starting the day off like that really sets you up for success it makes you feel productive it makes you more productive and yeah uh running streaks are something that are you know pretty common amongst runners and i've uh every year actually since i started running back in 2012 so my first run streak would have been 2013 um there's this uh, event i participate in called run for the sun it's through uh uh, the running podcast good friend of mine coach jeff who's out of uh, brisbane australia So he started hosting this thing, I don't know, maybe 15, 16 years ago. So I've been doing it every year. Uh, In June, we run every day for a minimum of one mile. So similar to kind of the parameters you've set for yourself, run a minimum of one mile for 30 days in June. I remember the first time I did it, it was really uplifting to realize like I've been running and 30 30 days is nothing. You're over a thousand days, but it's, you know, having never done a streak before, it was, it was pretty interesting. It really built up the confidence in the running and and showed that, you know what, you can kind of get through it. And on the days where your legs might feel a little tired, sure. You just, you know, you relegate to just doing one mile versus, versus more. So you can still kind of get that active recovery in for sure. Um, So streaking, streaking is a great thing. Uh, There are a lot of runners that do it. Um, I think my longest streak, I think I cut it short at 110 days and I just felt, okay, it's time for me to time for me to finish it off here. But uh, no, Alex, that's, that's amazing to be able to kind of keep that up through, through all sorts of, of weather and all sorts of temperatures and things like that. And, you know, life can be busy and sometimes I'm sure you find it hard to, to find the time to get up and do it. But I think you've set yourself up for success there because you just kind of, that's the first thing you do every day, which is fantastic. Right. So that's one of the reasons I think you're able to kind of keep that streak alive for so long. eh?
0: Right. Absolutely. And I, and I tell you what I have, I I have a few streaks I do, but another big one for me was, and we'll go back to COVID, you know, last year we were in, we were in March and the world was shutting down and, and it, it was hard mentally. It was hard for a lot of people. So I started another streak. Um, I started a 10K streak at that point in time because I was involved in, in this virtual race across Tennessee. So I had to get so many miles a day to finish this whole race across Tennessee. So I actually started a 10K streak then, and th- that was just mentally just something to get out of the house because we were all under quarantine. We all had to sit at home basically, but we were allowed to get on the trails. And I was in West Virginia at the time. So, you know, there weren't a lot of people, didn't have to wear masks out there. It was my time outside. So, you know, that just over an hour, just over an hour every day was, was just mentally beneficial. So I started that streak actually um, March, no, I'm sorry, May 4th. And so that's actually 428 days. I've done a 10K a day. And that's gotten a little more pressing to do that one for over a year. I just haven't stopped. I had the need. I haven't haven't wanted to stop just to keep going because I don't see really COVID being over yet. So it's just sort of what I'm still doing. I still feel healthy enough. I do definitely what you said. I have some easier days where I'm running some 10 minute miles and have some chill miles. And I have some days where... I, I'm pressing and I'm doing some some progressive runs so you, you just sort of take it and, and you do it you don't run every day full out you can't do that yeah but
1: no and you know it's great to have kind of that um that uh, varying um way of, of running too because it changes things up for you not every day is going to be the same the same some days you know you're gonna like you said you're gonna be taking it easy other days you're gonna okay I'm gonna push myself today and and work pretty hard. And uh, that's pretty cool, man. And that run across Tennessee too. Yeah, I've got uh, one of our listeners, Alicia, um, she's doing the run across Tennessee this year as well too. I think uh, in, her last update, awesome. yeah, in her last update, she's almost 60% finished. So keep going, Alicia. If you're listening to this, uh, we're rooting for you. Um, yeah. I think those virtual challenges are pretty cool. And like you said, with, with COVID it really did cancel a lot of events and I know you're not a big event guy. Um, but so those virtual things are a nice way to kind of have a sense of community Um, you know, to kind of help through, through lockdown and not being able to see anybody and also kind of just give, give your running a little bit of purpose and a little bit of a, of a boost, eh? Absolutely. Yeah, man. So, um, with, with the future now, um, obviously you've got all these really great streaks going on. What running goals, um, do you have moving forward?
0: Um, (sighs) I, I am definitely looking at some events. You know, the more I'm doing it, the more I want to. I'm looking at, at doing a marathon late in the year this year. I'm hoping for a sub 345 on that. Wow. Uh have a key west half in January coming up. So just, just a couple events like that to do. Uh the marathon's a big one for me. I've not done one of those yet. I'm not I haven't really done a lot of distance running. Like I said, I've only started in 2017 and that first year was just basically run walking trying to get there so it's only i've i'm really young into the into the run journey so the marathon you know those those miles like you hearing everyone talk about those miles 20 to 24 and they scare me so i'm
1: i'm, I'm getting there <laughs> <laughs> there you go man and there's only one way to to get there that's just to do it right so
0: right lace up and go
1: yeah that's it so i want to ask you know with florida with you know hot humid temperatures um how do you find running in that all the time? And I know for me here, you know, up in Canada, we've got, you know, the different seasons and I always find that my running is, is a lot better in the spring and fall where it's cooler outside and I have a, there's a period of adjustment when it gets hot and humid, but things definitely slow down for you. But, uh, you know, do you find that, you know, being in that climate full time, you kind of adjust to it nicely and you're able to kind of have good performances or what kind of strategies do you use when, when the weather's really hot like that?
0: I thank goodness I'm an early morning runner. So I am up usually at dark or before dark. And I usually try to get at least half my miles in in the dark before the sun comes out and starts beating down on you to avoid that. Um, always try to hydrate. You know, if I'm doing, I've been doing 10 miles here recently. So I try to at least get back to the car or find a water fountain around mile six or mile seven to to, to hydrate, get some electrolytes in me and keep going out and finish uh try to minimize my time in the sun look for the shade you know look for it's simple things look for sprinklers in somebody's yard and, and get in them just to get a little bit of relief from from the oppressive heat right now in florida because these few months in florida can be a little a little much for anybody even someone like me that's ran in florida for for three or four years so yeah it's it's a little much
1: Okay, gotcha, so yeah, that's uh, it's that's very uh very smart, I guess doing it in the morning you you kind of beat the heat per se, eh
0: you do. it's still pretty humid, yeah. <laughs> but you don't have the sun beating on you, so it's, yeah. it, <laughs> I think I'm waking up every day and it's usually around seventy five seventy eight eighty degrees and ninety five percent humidity, so
1: oh man, yeah, it's still pretty still pretty hot, <laughs> yeah um so let's let's talk a little bit about uh social media, you know you had mentioned. The social media does have an impact on on your running and training, and you know it kind of goes both ways. There can be like you know um, a negative aspect to it, but also a positive aspect to it. So, um, how do you use your social media? I know the Miles of Motivation group is is you know on Facebook and now on Instagram, and they've even got a Strava group that they've started, which is which is great because it's it's such an encouraging environment there. Um you know, to see what everybody's doing and and um cheering each other on and getting getting encouragement from others as well so um what's been your experience with with social media overall with your running?
0: Mostly positive I've had a couple instances where someone will criticize the streaking thing that you have to have rest days, but once again, I always respond to that that's your journey, this is my journey. Mm-hmm. everyone's journey is different because I do what I do it doesn't make it right. it makes it okay for me. It's not necessarily what you need to do. So I've had a couple instances like that that were negative. Overall, it's very what I've gotten is very positive. A lot of cheerleading between you know as long as you're in the right groups, the right clicks of people, a lot of cheerleading between people. Um, You know, I I also found out pretty quickly on that I needed some cross training, some core training, some legs exercises to strengthen for the running. So I've gotten involved in a couple small groups. where, where we sort of just encourage each other and motivate each other for the cross chaining aspect of it. Um, you know, so it's a lot of encouragement I've found in, in social media for sure. And then the miles of motivation, they're more recent. I've done Insta for a long time. Miles of motivation has been the last uh, six months or so I've been involved in them. Love Andy, love that group. They do a fantastic job. It's, it's just so different than what the Instagram group is, how Andy runs his events. And I love all his events that he does for sure.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think the miles of motivation groups is really great because Andy's always always has an event on and it's such a great way to just kind of build a community and again, you know, kind of going back to giving a little bit of purpose to your running um, in terms of. In terms of just, you know, having having a goal out there. It's not necessarily like, you know, you're you're signing up for a race and it's a one day thing. Like Andy's Andy's challenge is okay. We're doing a two week challenge. We'll do Team UK versus Team USA. Who can run the most miles a month? And he'll do a theme to it, like the cannonball race that we all did recently. And um Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's so much fun to see that. And and you know, being a little bit of being a little bit competitive is also is also tons of fun as well. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure, man. And you know, as far as as far as the haters go on social media, you're always going to kind of run into that. I guess that's just, you know, the dark side of it. But, you know, everybody kind of wants to be an expert. But what they don't realize (laughs) is what they don't realize is rest days don't have to be days where you're just sitting on your butt doing nothing. You can have active recovery and you can have those days where you're still moving and doing something you're just decreasing the intensity on it and your body still has a chance to recover and I think you know your streaks that you've been a part of our testament to that because you've gone through these things uh we haven't really talked about injuries but because these streaks are still alive I'm I can conclude that you haven't had any big injuries that have that have set you back um and having to break a streak right
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And what happened was when I first started that first year, I did have injuries because number one, I was carrying too much weight The the I think just the whole pressure on everything, trying to run and having that extra weight on you is just difficult. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know... <laughs> And I did have injuries, and then I talked to some people, and that's when I started introducing some cross training, get some strength training to, to help complement my running. So I did start like the 38 streaks that you talked about, but I couldn't get past that 30 days. Yeah. It, you know, this I just didn't start this. People say, how do you, how do, you do that every day? I'm like, "Why well, didn't just start today. This has been a journey for a few years. And, uh, and I've been consistent and I haven't stopped. And I've tried to sort of stick to that 10% rule when it comes to increasing distances and, and times yeah. and measurements, Try to keep everything within 10% to stop injuries. I've noticed I have gotten injured when I've gone over that 10%. And that's why I haven't done it the last couple of years because I, I learned the hard way.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Learning the hard way is, is uh one of those traits I guess we carry and um sometimes that's the only way to learn. But yeah, I think you know, you you always wanna kinda of be progressing and, and building up mileages. But yeah, if you do it if you do it in a safe manner and, and kind of gradually do it, you give your body um time to adapt to the increased workload. And yeah, I think um you know, a lot of us who are new at it and we just kind of get out there and we don't really know what we're doing, which is probably the majority of us. And I was in the same boat when I started. I, uh, you know, you do too much too soon, too fast. I have to credit Eric boom for that. He was, he's a master mm-hmm. running coach out in Thailand. He, he, uh, told me that. And I was like, yeah, exactly. It's, I was the same thing. I had this like it band syndrome when I first started out. And I remember, uh, being at work one day and I was limping, walking up this driveway and one of my coworkers was like, "What happened to you?" I'm like, "Oh, I've been running." He's like, like, why are you running?" I said, "Cause it's good for you." He's like, "It doesn't look good for you." <laughs> I said, "Well, <laughs> I I told him I said I'd, I'd rather have some knee pain than chest pain later on, so I'm gonna keep going, you know, and and eventually I had to you know figure it out. He said, "You know, okay, I have to limit what I'm doing because there's a certain point I could run um, without pain, and then once the pain started, I just call it quits." And I did that for a little while, and eventually it went away, and and I learned all about it. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those things, man, where you know your body needs time to adapt, and if if you do too much too soon too fast you are gonna come up to little injuries things but um you know if we're running, we're gonna get hurt it's just it's just part of the game. you just try to um mitigate those those risks as much as we can eh
0: absolutely and you know I tried I have a pretty good regime about recovery too um I bought the the air relax i'm not not I'm not an ambassador I'm nothing like that, but I bought the air air relaxers the the, the systems for your legs, the, the massage systems, you know, I use those four to five times a week. I roll out about every day. I stretch constantly. You know, I'm, I'm always rehabbing if I'm not doing anything. I'm not, I'm not a big sitter anymore. I'm just afraid to sit down because I'm afraid to go back to where I was some years ago. So I'm, I'm one of those guys that's always walking around trying to do something. So if I'm not doing anything, I might as well start stretching.
1: Yeah. You know what? That's great. And that's, that's something I think I can definitely do better at. Um, you know, he talks about, about cross training and stretching and everything. And, and those things are, are very important. Um, when it comes to keeping your body strong and healthy and, and injury free when you are running. Um, but yeah, I think I definitely neglect those areas. I always definitely try to, um, to be consistent with them, but yeah, I, I can, you know, to share with you, like when I first started running, I felt Eventually, like really, really strong, it could run forever. You know, obviously you can't, but I felt that way when I was up there (laughs) running. But, but I felt like imbalanced. I felt like okay, like yeah, my cardiovascular uh, system is really good, but my body felt weak. Like I wasn't where I needed to be. So I did start incorporating cross training, um, and that kind of helped bring balance about, and I felt a lot better that way. So. My problem is I think, you know, I I I I stick to the cross training and do you know usually just like bodyweight exercises and things like that. And I feel good. And then because I feel good, I stop doing it. And then when I start <clears throat> to feel feel unwell, I'm like, oh, I better get back on that again. So I think for me the key is to probably like a lot of us is just to keep consistent with it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I've I've seen you on social media. I follow you on Instagram and and I see your posts at the Miles of Motivation Group and some I've learned to decipher your posts now, <laughs> but but they're they're very interesting to to read and they're a lot of fun. So is that part of the way you make kind of that daily grind fun for you? Is to kind of incorporate all those things, like you know, you have your your Taco Tuesdays and all those other things and the great poses you do. So
0: yeah, I mean, I just try to make it all fun. You know, I, yeah. I think I spent too many years being too serious. Um, it's just, it's just this new journey I've been on over the last few years. And I try to, just like you said, try to find things that sort of relate to other people about. And, you know, one of the funniest thing I think is about the Taco Tuesday and I have all the, the have a, a few people in the UK that follow me, they do not understand tacos at all. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty funny to me they know fish and chips and they know indian food but they try to you put a taco in front of them they don't understand it but they still appreciate my post so i try to make light of everything i do we we try to do a um we relate to an old movie called mean girls and on wednesdays we were pink started a new thing where it's cookie friday to have fridays to motivate to have a little extra treat on fridays for running your miles and getting your miles in so it's always something like that
1: Yeah. And making it fun. Yeah. Making it fun is great because when you're having fun, you you don't realize you're working. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if people want to see you on social media and see what these posts are all about, uh, where can they find you?
0: I am at running underscore with underscore a dot Rose on Instagram.
1: Awesome. And uh, again, miles of motivation is a Facebook group. It's uh, open to all runners. So if you're listening check out miles of motivation uh and you know you can catch all the great work that Andy is doing along with his wife Deb and and the whole group it's a it's a really good group there and uh Alex I gotta I gotta mention one thing I always in my mind when I'm looking at you I always for one whatever reason like it's Axel Rose and I'm like you're not Axel Rose from Guns N' Roses <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! This is one of those funny things, yeah. but uh, yeah, man. Listen, it's mm-hmm. it's been it's been great chatting with you, Alex. I I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and and share your journey and share your story. Um, you know, it's it's great to see, um, another another success story with how running has kind of helped turn somebody's life around, and now. You're taking that gift and you're you're sharing it with other people and you're helping uh, motivate others and to turn their lives around and and that's a wonderful thing. It's kind of the gift that keeps on giving and we really appreciate your work, Alex, and uh, and and your posts for sure. So keep it up, buddy. And I've got one last thing to say to you, my friend, and that is to run wild. There you
0: go, baby. Like it.
1: And that's a wrap on another great episode of Trail Tales ARP, a running podcast. Thanks so much, everybody, for your continued support and always listening to the show and and investing your time and energy uh, with me here. really do appreciate it. If you want more Trail Tales ARP or if you want to help support our show, uh, please subscribe to us on any podcast uh, player that you listen to. Leave us a review, rate us, follow us on Instagram. Uh, send the show an email, trailtailsairp at gmail.com, and tell your friends. We'd really appreciate it. Run wild, everybody. We'll catch you next week.